Hang on. Oh, dearie me. Anybody would think it was late night in the clearing. It is late night in the clearing. That'll be why then. Yeah. So why are we here late night in the clearing? Is it Frithcast night or something? It is. Okay. It's time for a Frithcast. Hello, lovely listeners. Hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. It's lovely to see you all. Settle in, warm your knees, grab a drink of choice. You know the drill. You've probably been sat with us a while. And if not, that I mean, that's pretty much the drill. That's the whole of the drill. You know? Yeah, that's just, it. That's all of it. Just make yourself comfy, cosy. Yeah. It's, uh, Pull up a log. Yep. All of that. Yeah, pretty much that's it, really. Yeah. You know. We don't like to make things too complicated. It's not too complicated. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, welcome to episode 125 of Frithcast. 125. You know, right? Wow. I'm Suzanne Martin. I'm a heathen with a head full of random stuff. And I'm uh, and I'm Kate, and I am not a heathen. Uh, and the random stuff that my head is full of is tends to be sort of less useful for for heathenry and more useful for star trek but we still good we 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 do what we can still good yeah yeah still good still good so lovely lovely listeners we thought this episode we'd take a bit of a pause and recent events have got us thinking about a few things and having a good long reflect and having more coffee and before you know it you're halfway down the packet of biscuits and you're kind of like, yeah, this is getting kind of deep thought territory now. And you're into stuff. Yeah. And you're like, shall we just keep this to ourselves or shall we record it and subject it to the Frithcast listeners as well? And guess or what? Or rather subject them to it. We're going to subject you to it. Yay. You'll enjoy that, won't you? You can tell. Everybody say yes. Did they say yes? I think they probably did hear this. Yes. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they did. It's cool. We had a bit of a time delay because the virtual campfire goes a lot of places. Well, it does. You know, time zones. Lots of time zones. All of that. Yeah. Yeah. Needs a little virtual campfire passport. It's like that bit in Diablo 3 where you're always running, you run down a corridor and you go through like a portal bit and it yeah. turns into like a completely different environment and then you run around a corner and then go through another portal bit and you're in the desert and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. You've just got to, you know, Google Maps is pretty useless in there, to be fair. Basically, yeah. Because yeah. those portals, they can just, like, they can either take you out the traffic jam or they can put you in one. <laughs> you are the traffic jam. I am the traffic jam. So what are we talking about Actually, that today? makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I am the traffic jam. Profundity. That's, yeah. what, that's, what you, that's what you come here for. It is. You come here for... Late prof- night, coffee fueled, 
random profundity that is so profound until you listen back to it the following morning and you think, my gods, how what were we talking? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So what were we going to talk about? Well, I thought today we'd have a bit of a pause because we usually do. We do episodes on archaeology. We do a couple, occasional episodes on ethics, on practice. Mm-hmm. We do episodes on the sagas. We do story time. Um, but for me, recent events have taken my thoughts in a different direction. So the episode we did have planned for today, we've put that on pause and we'll do that because the next episode is story time. We'll do it the other side of story time. Okay. So today got me thinking and it's a situation that very, very many heathens encounter. Mm. So I want you to imagine, if you will, whatever stage of your heathen journey you're at, that you are a brand shiny new heathen and you're not quite sure where to start and you find a group on the internet and they look pretty cool. You've read their website. It's got lots of policies on it about it being inclusive. Mm-hmm. You've kind of gone in and you've lurked for a bit and you think, yeah, they're not immediately all the red flags are not going up. So I think I'm OK here for a bit. Yeah. 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 So you fast forward like a few months, two months, six months, a year, maybe. And you're kind of getting into the people that are there, but there's been a few bits and pieces that have gone off where you've thought, oh, actually, that's that's a little bit off. But mm. it's not enough for you to kind of draw a line and walk away. It's a if it, I mean, yeah, you, you you sort of, well, it's an inclusive group, so it's going to have lots of people with different opinions about stuff and different yeah. perspectives and, you know, occasionally. And so, yeah, you get invested in it. Mm-hmm. You get talking to the people in there. You might give get given a bit of responsibility and end up running a... A group or helping run a conference or helping run a regional area group or helping write their newsletter or overhaul their website. Yeah. Something and you start getting invested and you start developing your own spiritual pathway. But these little kind of niggly events still happen. Yeah. And maybe there's a a post that comes out after the event that says, you know, recent events has shown us we need to keep doing this or we need to continue doing that or mm-hmm. we need to. Mm-hmm. And and you might see these kind of things and you think, oh, well, that's great. They, they're, they're doing something to, they're recognising the issue and yet they're taking steps to, to um, combat it from happening again. Yeah. But it keeps happening. And so my thought, it's something I've experienced myself and it might be that it's a varying amount of time before you start getting to the point where the benefits of leaving are greater than the yeah. benefits of staying in that group. And the, the longer you stay in, the more you might get involved and, and start talking to people. You might have some fairly deep, profound conversations. You might be able to swap research with somebody else. You start to get in, you start to get to know the people in that group and you start to be able to make friends, have conversations, mm. do all of that kind of stuff. You start to mesh in with, with that community. Which is, yeah, mm. and heathens are pretty good. Community is a big thing. Yeah. And being able to find a community and find one where you feel comfortable and where the values align with your own spiritual, current spiritual practice. Yeah. That's your trick. And so then, you know, you might kind of come to this slow realisation or quite a fast realisation or a dawning realisation where you think, hang on a minute, this doesn't fit 
where I want to go anymore. No. You know, I've outgrown the group. I'm going in a different direction to where this group is going. I don't feel it matches where I want to go in my path. Mm -hmm. So it's about when do you make that decision and what do you do when you think, oh, well, hang on a minute, because, you know, I want to come out, but there's all of those people in there that I really get on with, I really enjoy talking with. Yeah. We've got a project coming up that I can't possibly walk away from because I'm doing half the work in it. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you then disentangle yourself from that group? And how does that feel when you do that? And for many heathens, there's this sense of, I think betrayal is probably the wrong word, but this sense of wounding that you have to pull yourself out of a community that you initially meshed in with. Yeah. Or you initially invested in? I think, I mean, I, obviously we're, we're speaking entirely hypothetically. We are. Um, you know, so... Being that it's an experience common to very many heathens, yeah. including myself. Exactly. And so I'm not, when I, when I say, you know, because you mentioned, you mentioned the word betrayal and I'm not, I'm not going to sort of, I'm not going to try and pin that to any particular group or community or what have you. But I mean, it can be it can leave you with that sense of, yeah. you know, especially if the the, the sort of realisation is quite sudden. Yes. Um, you know, that, that, that things are not quite as you thought they were or the group takes a sudden, you know, turn off in a direction that you're you're not particularly happy with and you feel that it's left you behind. Yeah. It, it can feel a little bit like like you've been yeah. sort of let down or you've been turned on. But but yes, I I mean in in a lot of cases it will be more more a sense of uh, the, the 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 sort of creeping realization that you know I I don't really fit here anymore. Yeah, and how do you? I I can talk from my own experience about how I felt when that happened to me, and I kind of came to that realization that I really didn't want to face because I was emotionally invested. Yeah. But emotionally, it was damaging. Of course. Spiritually, it was damaging because I kept looking at, at the direction of that group and the behaviours in that group mm. that were being allowed, that were being permitted, and thinking, hang on a minute, this this doesn't feel right. This doesn't mm. go with what I thought this group was. And you had, I mean, you know, in, 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 in that case, you had put a few years into that already and, yeah. you know, gotten to know those people very well and you know or in 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 many other cases yeah know, so, so it's like how do you you know what if you make the decision to leave that then you're leaving behind theoretically leaving behind those friendships if you choose to come away because of a decision that a group has made that you do not agree with a mm. change in policy a change in procedure uh an event happening in that group that people react to, but the management doesn't, or that the management does, and everybody's like, hey, hang on a minute, that's a bit strong. Yeah. Where does that leave us? Where does that leave our sense of ethics? Mm. Where does that leave us in desiring community connection? Where does that leave us in in feeling, you know, I'm, I trust the people in this group but I don't trust the policies of this group or I trust the policies, but the policies are not what they're following. Yeah. And so where do you get to that point? Is it, does it become a sudden realization? Does it become a gradual realization where you think actually I'm increasingly uncomfortable 
allowing myself here and I'm not getting the spiritual positive growth and support that I would want. Yeah. So, I mean, we've talked about finding community before. Yes. But there's nuance to it. And it might be that you look at certain communities and discount them straight away mm -hmm. because of their um, exclusive heathenry outlook or their particular support of, you know, particular authors or particular people that you know you don't personally align with. Yeah. But when there's a group where the policies are ones where you look at them and you read the websites and you read the rules of the group, and you think, yeah, actually, that's that's a safe place for that me to be. Good. Yep. That's a yep. safe place for me to grow spiritually and, and start learning and understanding how I fit into this community and being able to contribute, pay back into that community. Mm. But then maybe there's this gradual realisation that maybe the admins aren't quite following the policies and procedures yeah. or they're letting things slide or the management are consistently making decisions which are not in line with their stance yeah so yeah it can what do you do when you come to that point and you think or maybe it's happening to you right now and you're looking at a group and thinking i'm not sure this is a safe place for me anymore mm -hmm. you kind of almost back where you started in how do i find a community how do i connect to them and there's a lot of heathens i know that are solo for this very reason yeah They've either found community and been burned and come out or they've heard sort of the be wary stories on the Internet. And, oh, no, you can't go in with them. Oh, no, you can't go with them. And they've just kind of looked at that and gone the game of soldiers. I am not playing it yeah. <laughs> and gone. You know what? I can talk to the gods just fine on my own. Yeah. And they do. Yeah. And that is, again, a perfectly healthy and valid pathway through heathenry it is i mean it's you know we we like you said we do obviously not a not being a heathen myself but i'm i'm well aware of quite a few of you and you know you might have met one or two just 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 a few <laughs> um you know i mean obviously to to me community isn't really a <clears throat> religious community or faith community isn't really a thing simply because you know i don't really have a definition for what i am um so it's i find it difficult to 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 kind of uh you know relate to others who are the same as me because mm. you know um <clears throat> but i do know i mean i know that, that that community is is traditionally important for uh for, for for many heathens because it's it's written about and it's you know the 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 the, the uh the have a mile and so forth has a lot about sort of the interactions between people and all that kind of thing. It does. But... Yeah, I'm going to come back to that. Okay, the, all right. The pin, stick one in it, camera the, going. Pinned, pinned the Havamal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in, in the end, it's... While it, may, it may, may well be a nice thing, it may also be something that's actually holding you back a little bit if it's if it's the wrong kind of community and it's there's nothing to say you can't spend time practicing solo as the the the, the wiccans will put it mm. um you know until and unless you find something where you you kind of fit in a little bit better yeah and ultimately it's your choice and parts mm. of your journey may need to be solo parts yeah 
And after you've gone through that kind of an experience where you've left a community where you are emotionally invested and you're feeling that sense of rawness, that sense of vulnerability, that sense of disconnection from a familiar set of people that you maybe talk to every day or you talk to frequently and you change, you know, you exchange jokes, you talk on voice channels. Yeah, yeah. All of that. Maybe you need after that kind of experience, you need to come away and you need to give yourself time to process and feel that you are spiritually settled or faith settled in your own faith and refocused before you start looking for another group. Yeah. Going straight from one group to another, you take all of that kind of emotional hurt with you. Mm, mm. Um, it's not to say you can't do it, but that emotional hurt may stop you seeing things in that new group that you want to be aware of when you first join. Yes. Uh, I mean, it, it, it can help to, 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 to sort of, if you find a, if you find a good group, you know, following a departure from a not so good group, if you see what I mean, Yeah. Um, then yes, the new group might, might actually support you and they might help you feel, uh, you know, come to terms with some of that hurt and, and 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 learn to to sort of process it and what have you but as you say it's also a case of how you're seeing things because you know you're naturally going to be at that point possibly a little bit cautious a little bit wary yeah yeah and it may be that you know um you're 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 sort of in a position where you'll somebody will say something and you will read it in a in a different way um i mean just as you would i suppose with any relationship or any yeah any any sort of post relationship i mean you know not to get too not to get too personal but you know i i know of of uh sort of interactions that i've had with people that i used to know very well that uh, you know, I still get echoes of them now where somebody says something and it'll it'll immediately trip something in the back of my head that says, oh, that means yeah. a certain that thing. That means they don't like you. Yeah, when, <laughs> yeah. When, you know, it doesn't at all. It's, it's just, that's what you've become used to. Yeah, so I think for my own experience coming out of a group where there was that realisation that where I understood my own faith practice to be where I understood my own ethics to be was not aligned with this group mm. Mm. and probably given now the distance that I've had to look at that probably never was no however it was useful to me at the time to experience that sense of community yeah and the experience in some ways was a very positive one in other ways not quite so good not so much but yeah yeah but i can say that now because i've had distance mm. on those events and i think maybe the thinking on what happened it's probably something that a lot of heathens experience um, because there are people joining and leaving groups all the time the internet allows us to do this with an incredible regularity yes and very, very fast. But what it doesn't allow is that, that emotional processing time to go any faster. Yeah. <laughs> it, it can allow us to leave one group in the morning and join the second one in the afternoon. But it can't allow us to to have that time and space to, 
to say, how am I feeling about this? The internet is a problem. It is a problem, but it's an awesome and glorious problem. Yeah. It allows us now to have <coughs> connections with heathens across the world. Mm. And we can talk to people real time by voice channels with very, very little, like little to no delay, little to no interference on the line. Yeah. We can connect with people all the way across the world, providing we account for time zones. Yeah. We can talk to them real time. Mm. Mm. But it takes time to build up those connections. It takes time to build that community. And it, it that's done by a very slow, steady drip of small actions and small events and days and days and days. It's not yeah. done, you know, you don't instantly, you know, day one become somebody's excellent friend because that friendship takes time. And the Havamal, see, I did come back to it. Yep. The Havamal talks us through what you count as a good friend. Mm -hmm. This is how a good friend and you would behave. This is how you behave if you are counted as a good friend. Yeah. This is how a good friend behaves. This is how a not so good friend behaves. <laughs> and there are a couple of verses that come to mind. Uh, verse 127 is one of them. Yeah. Give your enemies no peace. Give the people... So it is written. Yes. Give the people that you recognise stand in a polar opposite to where you are ethically. Mm. You know, ensure that you stand the line. Yeah. But do it in a way that is not damaging to you. Yeah. And is not necessarily, if a group is following that path and they're all saying, right, everybody stand this line. You need to consider that for yourself. Yeah. And whether that's something that is good for you to be involved in is that going to advance your faith path or is that going to make them look good mm -hmm. also don't try to be the whole shield wall by yourself yeah it's not a good idea those no. things are heavy <laughs> it's just you know never gonna get through a revolving door i'm sorry i've just got a picture now i'm standing there with a shield with a load of cardboard yeah. cardboard vikings taped to the side of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, escalators, don't do it. Don't do it. Turn sideways. Don't do it. No. So it's maybe what we do faith wise when we find ourselves in that situation. And for me, I talk to, you know, heathens that I knew I could trust and talked with them and talked through the situation. Mm -hmm. I talked through people to people in real life and reflected with them and came to that decision yeah. and thought, actually, this is not a place positive to my spiritual growth yeah. and development. Yeah, yeah. Talked to the gods a whole lot. They got like ears full of this stuff. Oh, I can imagine. And it became sort of a pause point where I was able to, to pause in my path and say, right, where do I want to go with this? Mm. Do I want to continue being emotionally invested in an organisation, in a in a group that I I don't quite feel I'm aligned to the values of anymore? Yeah. And every further incident is just convincing me that it's not. Yes. Yeah. Aligned to where I want to be. Because when it's not just when it's a sort of one off and you can kind of go, well, you know, I might have. 
mm. misunderstood or I might have, but it's like, oh, and there's another one and, and well, I might still, oh, and there's, a, there's another one. And, and it's, you're starting no, to no, go. No, no, they've apologised for that one. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then eventually you're like, mm, no. No. <laughs> and you come to that realisation. So what do we do when we come to that realisation is that we sit and we feel vulnerable, we feel raw, we feel exposed because we don't feel we have that community that we can call on and be supported by that we've always, you know, we've, we've got used to having. Yeah. So we have to kind of rebuild. And again, for me, the gods got a whole earful at that point. <laughs> They're like, right, I need to tell you some stuff, get a brew. Yes, but they have good godly ears so they, i'm sure they were fine they do and they yeah they i did a lot of thinking yeah i did a lot of reflecting i made sure i talked to other people yeah and settled myself back reorientated myself on where i felt i stood on my own ethics and said right these are my ethics these are the ways i expect a group to to move towards the people it supports if they've got a new person coming into that group, I'm going to watch what questions that new person asks and how they're handled. Yeah. Because that will help me understand. Maybe the admins will pick up, hey, that's a new bod. We need to just look after them a little bit. Mm. And how those admins understand that, whether they just tell them to go away and learn it and read books or whether they actually go, hey, yeah, let's let's break this down for you step by step and say hello. And yeah that can help you understand what kind of a group you've got and yeah lurking is your friend yes lurking is still yeah, yeah, your yeah. friend lurk just sit on the group even if it's a new one give it a couple of weeks yeah just sit on it and go right where are my ethics where are my standpoints what are the things that are i would want out of this group do i want knowledge do i want ways to practice do i want connection and community do i want to give back into a community and if so what kind of a community am i looking for yeah and what kind of things do i want them to be involved in before i even start looking at groups mm, mm. and then you know take a look and see what's out there yeah but give yourself that emotional time to be able to process what you've been through mm. otherwise you end up sort of arriving at a new location and you're still feeling that vulnerable rawness from disconnecting from yeah the, the previous yeah give yourself time to, to to kind of as you say kind of process a bit of that first yeah perhaps and then and there is the and as you say there is the the the, the natural urge to sort of to sort of want to replace any uh sort of network or any any yeah connections straight connections away. and things that you you feel you've lost um and yeah and, and that's a hard thing that's a hard thing to 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 sort of um to sort of try and overcome it's a it's a very natural human tendency yeah it's instinctive especially if you've been involved in a in a group with a solid you know deep network of people and you then say, well, where is my value if I'm not connected to that network? Yes. If I'm not doing those tasks, if I'm not, you know, being able to pay back into that community by doing certain things. Yeah. 
maybe responsibilities that you're offered or given or offered to take up. Who am I in my faith path without those things? Yeah. Where do I, where can I see myself fitting? Mm. Mm. And that can be a very interesting conversation to have with yourself if you are facing that situation at the moment and you're thinking, actually, I'm not sure, but does this does not doing these things change who I am? Yeah. Does not doing those things change where I am in my faith journey? And you may think, right, well, I want to find a group where I can begin by learning and then ultimately start paying back into that community. Yeah. And start being able to become part of that network again. But going from one straight to another runs that risk, as you were saying earlier, of something in your brain kind of catching and going, oh, they mean they don't like you anymore. Yeah. This is just like the old one. And then you come away from that group and then it's happened twice. Yeah, yeah. And then you get Which that only kind re of reinforces it even further. It does. It reinforces that experience of this is what happens when you join a group. Yeah. Is that it just implodes and you end up thinking, oh, but I want to connect, but I've got to connect. But then I can't connect because. Because if I try, this will happen. Yeah. Because it's happened twice before. Yeah. So if you are facing that at the moment or it, it's possible that you've been through an experience very similar mm -hmm. and you think oh actually I do feel a little bit disconnected now and it's especially if that disconnection is quite sudden yeah it can be quite a, a strong feeling of of oh, you know how do I how do I define part of my faith how do I define my spirituality if I can't do those regular things, go to those meetings, maintain a website, maintain social media for a group, run events for a group. Yeah. Where does that leave me as an individual? And for me, it left me thinking that I was very much that disconnected and detached. Mm. But when I actually looked at it, there were still whites in my landscape. I still had my connections to my ancestors. Yeah. I could still talk to them and give them news and bring them little things that I think they might like, especially the ones that I knew. Yeah. And, and you sort of say, oh, yeah, I saw, you know, family news. Let me give you some of that yep. because you really like this that's just happened and I really need to tell you about it. Yeah, yeah. And I still had my connections to the gods. And I was in that kind of quiet, poor space I was able to strengthen some of the connections and start making new connections with some of the gods that I'd not worked alongside before. Yeah. So to have that pause was actually more beneficial than I thought it was going to be right at the time when it happened. I was just like, I was reeling from it. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's probably quite a common experience for a lot of heathens is that feeling, you know, kicked out, feeling betrayed, feeling disconnected from community for, you know, many different reasons. Yeah. And it's what we do with that time. And I can remember how it felt at the time and I can, 
you know, now I can look back on it and go, okay, now I've got some distance. Now I can see. Mm. Because you kind of can't see things when you're underneath them. <laughs> You've no, got to get true. yourself out from underneath them and, and get a bit of distance and then you can actually see what you were looking at. Yeah, yeah. Wood from, wood from trees and so on. Wood from trees and so on. So now... And that... That pause for me was just a different part of my journey. My journey hadn't stopped. No. It hadn't... It was going in a different direction than where I had expected it to go. I had an expectation. Yeah. And that's another thing we kind of deal with are those unconscious expectations of, you know, this will continue. This is stable. This is what these this group and my ethics are aligned. Whereas in actual fact, you can find things get weird. That was very good. I thought so. Wow. Have you been saving that one? I, I, you know, I, I like to keep a few in reserve. Yeah, TLDR, things can get weird. <laughs> Thanks. That was a lot shorter than me talking around for half an hour. <laughs> Dang. No, it's just that when you were saying no, it, it's no, like... No, 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 it's good. It's good. You know, no, you, you just keep that one. It's you, fine. You just have this... You, you you do naturally have this tendency to... And I, I'm, I am somebody who... um, You know, on a personal note, I'm... I'm I'm somebody who who finds it very very difficult to deal with change. I always have, you know. I I I like things to be stable and static. Some would say tedious. Well, you know, you, you like to have your expectations, and you like to yeah. know that where they're going to go. Yeah, I like to have consistency, mm. and I really really struggle with change of all sorts. And it's and and I think that you know yes. In my case, it might be a little bit more acute, but but I think that's something that everybody has to a to a degree. Yeah, you know, because as you say, you have this expectation. This is this is how things are. This is how things are going to keep on being. Um, but as you say, you don't know what the tapestry has you do in the not. next in the next weave weft. I don't yeah. know thingy whichever shuttle across. Do they use shuttles? They probably don't. They do tablet weaving, don't they? What do the Norns use? There is a description of a loom, but it's a bit icky. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, we're not going to go there. All right. It's just kind of grim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think that my faith journey didn't stop. It certainly didn't end when that happened. Mm. It certainly... It moved in a direction I hadn't anticipated it moving in, if that makes sense. Even though the realisation was quite a slow one, it, it then comes to, OK, I've realised this, now what do I do about it? Yeah. And that decision can be very quick, it can be very slow. Working out what you want to do in what order and how you maybe aim to disconnect yourself from where you are because you're recognising that that group that organization and you are not in alignment <coughs> yeah so then it's kind of figuring out that my faith journey didn't stop i thought it had at the time i was like my gods where am i going to go after this how do i how do i recover how do i rebuild but it wasn't a case of rebuilding nothing was missing no it was still there my journey was still continuing. It just took me in a, a direction I had not anticipated it doing. And that can sometimes happen, especially with faith. Mm. 
that our faith journeys can bring us to the most unexpected of places and we sit there and we think, how on earth did <coughs> I get here? Yeah. And that can be an equally worthwhile part of the journey is having those expectations and knowing, building on those assumptions that this will remain a static part of my faith journey. In um, in a place I used to live in, area I used to live in, there was a local um, police officer. Mm. Um, your standard sort of British Bobby of uh, of the time. And uh, he was one of those ones where you kind of got to know him. He'd, he'd like turn up at meetings and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like community meetings and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I remember him telling some of us um, that before he joined the police, he'd been a monk. Monk, as in monk monk. As in actual monk. As in a monk in a monastery. I was about to go... They still have those? And I was like, yeah, of course they still yeah. have those. I just hadn't actually connected monk with modern day. That was, and I was yeah. like, no, of course they have monks. Yeah, yeah. Just didn't quite, yeah, carry on. He'd spent years living in a monastery mm. as a, I forget what order it was, but, you know, a, a, a proper, you know, doing doing sort of, you know, prayers how many times a day and, 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 and doing all that stuff. Um, vows and what have you. Wow. And and then at one point he just suddenly he he kind of had this, you know, to put it in Christian terms, he had this bit of a like visitation on the road to Damascus thing. Um, that 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 kind of just said, actually leave the leave the order and go off and become a policeman. So that's what he did. Whoa. And it's like. You can imagine him like, you know, 20 minutes after getting that realisation, he's kind of laid there going, what do I do with that? Yeah. I mean, I obviously I don't know. I don't know how he thought about it. I don't know what he went through to, 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 to do the transition and stuff. But I remember him telling telling us that, you know, this was this. This had been this change that had, had suddenly come upon him and he just felt, you know, pushed by by his God. Mm. you know by god to 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 go off and you know uh, and he was very much into the whole sort of you know serving the community kind of kind of deal um but it just reminded me when you were, when you were saying it's like sometimes things can and that was that was just you know if you know from his terms that was just between him and god yeah that wasn't you know but but it does I, I do think it was a, a good illustration of when you were saying it's that you can never be quite sure where things are going to you know, you can follow even a spiritual path. Um, as as monks, pretty right up there with as spiritual as paths. Well, yeah, get. I mean, you know, you know it's, it's, that's like twenty four seven monking. That's the whole monotheism thing. Yeah, yeah. but but it just goes. To, it, it it just. I thought it just went to illustrate your point that it's like you know you can you can think okay well I'm settled you know I'm doing my my monk thing heathen thing yeah. or my monk thing or whatever it is I'm doing or my my druidy thing or what have you. And this is what I'm going to carry on doing. And then suddenly, boom, something happens. Your group changes under you. Your 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 own perspective changes because of some event. Or, you know, a deity calls on you and says, nope, you know, veer off to the left. Yeah. Or crack on. <laughs> you know, veer off at Albuquerque and go yeah. and do something else. Yeah, so it's, 
don't know, I just kind of wanted to cover this at the moment to say that sometimes those points where there are those moments of change, either gradual change where you come to that gradual realisation or that very sudden sharp shock of an event and you suddenly feel disconnected and start questioning everything that you knew or you thought you understood. Yeah. It isn't kind of a stop. No. It's just another part of what you experience in your faith path. And mm. sometimes being able to step away from that for a bit can give you a new perspective to take into a new chapter of your journey, a new path, a new choice down the line. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of it's been a bit of a pausey episode this time around, a bit of a reflective oh, one. It has. But I think, yeah, you know, it's. Especially, as I say, if you're, you know, I, I will relate to anyone who's who's afraid of change, yeah. you know, or, or well, not necessarily afraid, but but I mean, in my case, yes, afraid, but I can get anxious about it. But that's some people sometimes are anxious, I don't know what I'm going to do or what's going to go yeah. on. And, and I, I don't know the whole of a new situation. So I'm like, oh, but not sure about it. But I think it's, you know, change is not. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say, well, I am, because I'm going to say, I'm going to say it so that I can say I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say change is the only constant because I always want to, like, sort of faintly strangle that expression. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, change is not necessarily, uh, you know, yes, it can be scary. Yes, it can be anxiety inducing, but it can often open up opportunities and you know we we know this from various divination strands and things yeah it can um, change the set of opportunities you expect to see yeah and so yeah it's it's kind of like if this has happened to you in the past or if it is happening to you now or you think actually i'm coming to that realization and i'm really not sure i want to look at it because that means i have to change and i have to make that choice as to whether deliberately stay or deliberately go yeah to say that uh, it's something that a lot of heathens go through yeah finding community where we can spiritually grow where we can grow in our knowledge our faith our confidence our community we might outgrow a community yeah and need to move to an additional one for the next part of our journeys. We may find that a community isn't suited to where we are. It might have suited where we were. Mm, mm. Might not suit us anymore. No. And it's making that decision and to say that when you do or when you, you're looking at that decision that you're not on your own. No. It's something a lot of heathens have experienced. Some it's very recent, some it's deep past. If we haven't experienced it personally, somebody around you will definitely have experienced what this feels like. Yeah. And it is, and it is, a, 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 it is just a human experience. I mean, again, not to not to make this entirely about reminiscence of reminiscences of mine, um, but when I was very very young, I had a a, a brief in my teens and early probably very the earliest of 20s um i had a bit of a uh a, a, a close encounter with christianity mm. um and i went briefly to a uh a, a pentecostal church in the area that i was in and uh i was i was one of the younger 
members of the congregation along with a, a, a group of the, the 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 others but there was a um there did tend to be sort of a pattern of you know a lot of us were were sort of quite young um but then as you got to a certain age you started to get into sort of mid 20s and thereabouts um people tended to gravitate to a a more sort of um church of england type church across the road and a little bit down mm. you know and and it, and there seemed to be this not everybody you know there was still you know but there seemed to be this sort of relative flow of of people who would start out at this very pentecostal um sort of sort of place on one side of the the, the street and then uh they tend to sort of i'm not going to say grow out of but they grow mm. they grew away from mm. that particular sort of style or that particular approach and they went over to and it, and, and and again it's a it's a similar thing it's you know it, it happens everywhere it's not specifically just a heathen thing it's a yeah it it's might just, just be a natural part of mm. your journey to to want to be able to find a group that will you're thinking okay right i want to get into the more academic side of mm. learning or mm. i want to get into discussions around deeper practice mm. i'm not going to find that here where can i find that for what the kind of things do i want to get into for the record i didn't even become uh and go over to church of england i left and became a satanist for about six months huh. um and then eventually started reading books on wicker and then and then ended up wherever i am now so it's druidy thing druidy thing yeah who knows coffee power but yeah, it's all good. Christian for like five or six months, yeah. Satanist for another six months, and then various sorts of pagan. <laughs> yeah, and the journey is all good. Yeah. And you know, lovely listeners, that we are going to tell you, we can't tell you how to heathen. We cannot tell you how to heathen. But if you are facing... We can't tell you how to monk either. <laughs> No, that's that's right out of my wheelhouse. I'm I'm good at a lot of things. <laughs> Monk is probably not one of them. Or policeman or satanist. Yes, those are those are a little bit beyond me right now, but that's still cool. Mm -hmm. For the mm -hmm. folks that are that is all good. It if is your thing, it is all good. Yeah. But we can't tell you how to heathen. If you are maybe facing a decision like this or you're thinking actually I'm a bit anxious about what might happen if you're very welcome around the virtual campfire. Come and talk to us. Come and find us on social media. Yeah. You can find me. I'm Suzanne Martin. You can find me on Facebook under that name. You can also find me on Twitter at Geetha in Jeans. And I have a blog at Geetha in Jeans as well. Geethainjeans.home.blog, I believe. Yes. Um, I never remember that one. Well, there you go. It's... Um, and if you want to find me, I, uh, yeah, I'm around. Um, <laughs> I'm on Facebook at, at uh, Kate, as Kate Coldwind. And, uh, but, but mostly if you just find Suzanne, I'm, I'm usually somewhere yeah. close by. So Pretty much. It's <laughs> all good. So lovely, lovely listeners. It may be that today struck a bit of a chord. It may be that it's information you want to store away for later. Mm -hmm. Maybe that you kind of want to talk it over with somebody. It's all good. You're coming, welcome to come and say hi to us on social media if you want. Throw yep. us a friend request. All of that good stuff. Lovely listeners. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Oh, no, it's YouTube, isn't it? it? Is. Sorry. That's the other thing. Yeah. 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 
got a much better face for radio. It's and fine. hit the little bell so you don't miss any of our videos. We don't do videos. I'm only. I just I watch too. <laughs> I watch too many people on YouTube. What can I say? Lovely listeners, come and find us on social media. We also have a Discord server where we have lovely listeners from around the world that get together and occasionally some very silly randomness just happens. Yeah. It's a bit fab. So if you want to come and join us on the virtual virtual campfire on Discord, just let us know. We can get you an invite to the server. More than welcome. Yeah. Lovely listeners, you might, if you are very eagle-eared, have figured out that the next episode is 126. Mm-hmm. It's a story time. Yes. We're planning something a little bit special, but as always, it depends on how it actually works when we try and do it. Yeah. Whether it works at all when we try and do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, lovely listeners, we will leave you in anticipation. Anticipation. Patient? Talk to you all next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.